Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. We are huge, big fans of, well, I like the fruity. CG likes birthday cake and sugar cookie, and Adam likes cinnamon. Yeah, we all like it at our house. Head to magicspoon.com slash the OC to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code DOC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash the OC and use the code THEOC to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye, bitches. This is exciting. Hi. Ben. Ben. <laughs> Can he see us? No. Hey. Oh. It happened. It happened, dude. It's a fucking miracle. It's a fucking miracle, isn't it? Why is there oh. a giant microphone in front of Ben? Do we need that? Is that Can we... That's his audio? Okay. okay. That's how he hears us. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Can you not see? Him? Josh, have you done this before? I haven't done this this particular <laughs> thing before. He's new. Yeah. I'm going to cut this. What time down. behind you? What does it say? Yeah, what's behind you? Sounds, Sounds like fraud, but okay. Okay. I think this is a plug. Uh-oh. Uh, it's the gonna, plug. We're going to learn something actually, today. This is the uh, plug. Uh, oh, it's a plug. Oh, it's so uh, good to see your face, It's ben. good to see you guys. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my no. God. I, did, I, I mean, well, we got to save this for on air. I mean, we can Are catch we on it air? now. We might be recording. Like, We're, We're actually recording. Are we recording? Okay. Okay. That's okay. the kind of Shoot. podcast they but, run here. Josh, I like this. Is that a sweater? I like that. It's a Huey Lewis in the new sweatshirt. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Oh shit! Is it? I can't see. Yeah, it's too far away. Yeah, we're a little Huey small Lewis for you. We're tiny. We're small. We're t- I, like I am it. tiny. But I like that you were impressed that I wore a sweater just in general. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this specific sweater <laughs> okay. and, and your socks match, which I am always. That's what I said. Rachel pointed that out. Totally, <laughs> right. uh, we're very, very nice observant, move, you and I. So okay, guys, <laughs> for for those of you who don't hear or can't see or haven't figured it out. Uh, Josh Schwartz, of course, is here, our creator. And he's um, he's a regular contributor and uh, needs no introduction. <laughs> but we are all delighted to have for the very first time Mr. Ben McKenzie. Woo! Yay! Uh, as an actor, director, producer, writer, commentary, your favorite quiet and guarded leading man has been quite Ooh, busy yeah. since he left Newport Beach. He started <laughs> such shows as Southland and Gotham and films like Junebug, 88 Minutes, and Line of Duty. He made his Broadway de- debut in 2020 in the Tony-nominated Grand Horizons. Mm. His book, Easy Money, about cryptocurrency, will debut in July of this year. Along hey. the way, he got married and he became a papa. And he just finished an ABC pilot called The Hurt Unit. Please welcome Ben McKenzie. Yay, Yay. Ben! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that I could be here. You guys just started the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> came on this week, I think. I, I I feel like I'm such a jerk. I'm so excited to be here. It wasn't, um, it wasn't easy. I feel like Rachel's been pe- hectoring you for a couple of years I, now. I, I, I just want to know, what's the beef? 
Between I gotta you, make, no, between no you and Rachel. I just, I just want Rachel to, I want her to like, or I want them to earn it. You know yeah. what I mean? I want yeah. you to feel the satisfaction. Let me tell you, all I've done this whole time is just pitched a summer Ryan love story yeah. storyline. Dude, why didn't we ever do that? Why didn't we ever it. do that? I am so Look team how Ryan. He's willing to just throw Seth under the bus. Well, totally. Yes, of course. We found out Seth was kind of annoying, actually, as when we're looking at him as adults. He's super self-centered. And then all of a sudden we're like, ooh, Ben's got great hair here. Ooh. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see his muscles on this? Well, now Julie yeah. did got with everyone but Ryan. No, that would have been weird. true. That would have really that, that been really weird. That would have been a third rail. <laughs> but kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We definitely should have done that too. Not great. A third rail. Not yeah. great. I love Not how great. Ben just has no moral compunctions about getting with any of the female characters. On he's like, yeah, some are best friend under the bus. Listen, our Girl friend's mom, whatever. <laughs> now, now that I'm married, I only I can only live through my through my work. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, congrats on being a father. Last yeah. time I saw you uh, was 2016, and you were just Whoa. becoming a father, right? Oh, that's right. Oh my god! Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, nine year old, uh, seven year old, and two year old. Wow! Um, How's that? I saw been? you in 2020, where you had like a newborn. I feel like you were like, yeah, right. Yeah, and 20... I probably look like, yeah, and I probably, yeah. <laughs> Um, You're yeah. like, thank you for getting me out of the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the little guys too. Um, I was. I've just been away for a month filming this pilot, and it's the longest I've been away uh, from him for sure. Isn't it great? Probably. Probably. For, <laughs> it honestly, slept, was so well, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. It was so quiet. <laughs> I, was in this, I was in this like completely soulless, like like corporate apartment. But it was quiet. It was peaceful. <laughs> I was so happy. But it was also nice to come back. And he ran into my arms and Aww. jumped into my arms and oh, came back. Oh, just wait till they're and teenagers and don't do that. Anymore. I know. I don't want to no, think I'm about trying. it. No, I'm trying. Savor it now. Yeah. That's right. Uh, CG right? used to call you my Benny when she was oh, little. I remember CG. How is she? She's 23. She's a graduate <laughs> from college. We all have that experience. <laughs> yes, we find yes, out that yes. CG graduated she, college. She, she's taking classes at Second City. In oh. Chicago, really? improv, yeah. She, awesome. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's like, "I think I want to act." I'm like, "What? What? Where did this come from?" Like, no, deep. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. You have to do it uh, for passion. I, she, I remember, she was the cutest child I think I have ever still to this day, so, including my own children. I know. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure she's uh, phenomenal and phenomenally funny. Much she like is. She is. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's funnier. She, she actually knows <laughs> lyrics to songs. Dirty rap songs. Unlike you. Unlike well, dirty me. rap oh, yeah. songs, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only information that Rachel has retained. That's right. <laughs> dirty rap song lyrics. That's dirty right. Rap songs. That's correct. And Rachel, yes. Rachel, I want to hear about your... Oh, God. I, mean, I know. Yeah. I have an eight-year-old daughter. She's eight. Oh, my God. We have I know. to get our kids together. We do. I know. Well, you have to let us know when you're out here. And then Josh's kids and my kid are basically besties. sister besties. besties. Yep. yep. Aww, I know cute. we're all so old and parents. I know. Let's not, guys, okay, let's keep sorry. it positive. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh gave us the memo like we have to Ted Lasso. Well, they came this, in, apparent. Rachel was like, eyes were puffy My, from I'm, watching the finale. I and cried crying. so hard. And they started it like it. it was a funeral, like, here we are for the final. And I'm like, guys, it's a celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration it was so hard. Well, I had never seen it before. I hadn't seen a lot of the show before. And so watching the finale for the first time, it was very emotional. Rachel remembers literally nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's Remember like, she's, she's surprised by every storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's true. It's been kind of cute, actually. It's, each it's week, been a while. Each it's week, a while. I'm like, hey, Rachel, what'd you think about this? What'd you think about that? I know. I, 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 guys, I got, I got to make a confession here. So I have my seven-year-old daughter, Frances. Um, 
I, I'm not, I haven't been working in the last couple of years because I've been doing this stupid book thing. And so they think that their mom is cool because she's in movies, but like they're not aware of my, of my work. And uh, <laughs> so I let Francis watch The O.C. At seven? <gasps> At seven? At seven years old. Social services are coming for you. Right? <laughs> bad idea, yeah. bad idea. Uh, she, of course, loves it. Like, absolutely loves it. I had to cut it off after... Oh God, two episodes because I was like, oh my God, I forgot about the smoking. And, uh, I mean, I remember it's like the drinking. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, there's cocaine. I was like, this is so bad. But now she's so cute. She she really wants to continue watching it. Aww. She calls it the OCFDSQRP Like she just every time she makes up a new string of letters, it's adorable. Um and really weird uh, to watch it with your daughter. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, Stella's it, 11 and is chomping at the bit. And I'm like, yeah, it's almost safer to show oh, a seven-year-old than to show an 11-year-old. Right, right. I know. I feel like Gotham would have been a better move than yeah. the OC <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah, even though there's people dying left and right. But, oh, my God. So do you, yeah. did you ever watch the show after? Or did you watch it when we were shooting it? I mean, big cheese parties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's what we all have. I, I kind of remember those parties. I those, do too. Those, yeah. those I, shushed, I shushed Diana Ross at one of those parties. <gasps> what? What? You know, you never know who'd be at one of his yeah. viewings, and it was the season two premiere, and he had Leonard Goldberg there, who was the you know original executive producer of Charlie's Angels, and and uh, he was Aaron Spelling's partner, and Leonard and his wife were there, and they had Diana Ross there. And she was talking through the episode, and I was just like very into it <laughs> and uh, nervous, and I shushed her. Oh and I was my. like, I cannot believe I just shushed Diana Ross. But, yeah. So anyway, that was a McGee's house. I brought CG to one, and it was just at Adam and um, Brett's apartment. It was you just left them oh into my god, Adam do you remember apartment? that? Yeah, that's not yeah. A good we idea. watched, yeah. we watched the show, and I brought CG, and you were like, shh, CG. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, I'm I fine mean, shushing a child, yeah, right? But, shushing a <laughs> but Diana Ross, yeah, that's a whole other. <laughs> oh my god! So you had never like watched it, really? Like none the, of us had. I know I definitely didn't, but I, I watched know. it. Yeah, I, I I had. I mean, after I guess the first season or two, I, I definitely had like taken. It was interesting to watch it with my daughter and and to look at myself as a younger person and to kind of like you know yeah you just you it it's I have to say on on, on many 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 levels it holds up like it's still a, it is a very entertaining addictive you know she's like she's ready to go with the next episode as soon as it's over she wants the next one um which again is terrible parenting no, but- <laughs> by the way you'll find you'll appreciate this Brody uh, had not watched the show uh, for a while and he was working with this. Uh, or ever. And he was working with this director and the director was a fan of the show and was like, you really should like check it out again. And, uh, and Adam went back and watched the first like five or six episodes again for the first time. And he reached out and he's like, I gotta say the show is good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's nice to hear. Finally, yeah, finally, Brody's twenty yeah. years I, later. He's happy with it. Oh, well, I think we're all kind of going through this because we're walking down memory lane, looking at it with a new set of eyes. Twenty year anniversary. And you yeah. were oh ta- you and Josh and Stephanie had mentioned that they felt like there was some failure in ending in four seasons, but now looking back, we're still talking about it, and it is such a success. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I mean, I feel like. I don't know. You leave them wanting more. It's like a good thing, yeah. right? Like, right. like, like if 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 the two options, maybe there's a spectrum here, but yeah. if the, if the two options were to overstay your welcome or to understay, I think understay is is leave early. 
Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I agree. Do pull the McGee Irish goodbye. <laughs> just, just, just leave. Uh, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom, guys. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. Never move. saw him again. No. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, we went through a lot of story really quickly, um, but we told a lot of stories that uh, I think at the time were really novel and 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 aggressive and. Um, and and unique and and I think in that way it's it's interesting I was you know so I was in uh, Vancouver shooting this pilot and I was uh, watching a basketball game at a, at, at a at a bar in the middle of the day because I'm a loser and <laughs> the the waitstaff were like congratulating they were like are oh, you the, the OC guy and they were way too young to have watched this mm. live but their older siblings were watching it they were watching it on Hulu they were so it was really. Yeah, and I can I think I can appreciate that now, uh, you know, better, easier, more with less like, you know, you can't define me by that show I did. It's right. like because it's you know it's in context, right? It's like it's everything literally what kind we, yeah of makes sense. That's what yeah, we were just talking right. about. Yeah. yeah, we we all now have the ability to contextualize it in the longer arc of our lives and careers and kind of appreciate it in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And now it's also a way for people to learn about the early aughts. Very yeah, much so. totally. Which have come back full force. Full force. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. I'm very excited to talk about our new sponsor, Movement, and the new watch I've been spotted wearing. It's modern and sleek, and I love the gold color. Adam and I, you know, we don't go out too often, but I'm going to dress up a little bit more with my new watch because it's a perfect accessory to make those nights feel a little more special. Life's too short to settle for the same old things. Movement keeps your look and your lifestyle fresh with clean watches at a price that won't make you rework your budget. I love wearing men's watches. And I love the movement watches because they come in so many fun colors. And even the gold, like you said, Mindy, it's so fun to wear. I love it. Movement is made with fresh modern designs by time of weekend mavericks who know what it means to go from nine to five workdays to five to nine good times, and every adventure in between. It's the epitome of bang for your buck with huge value and style. Your wrist and wallet will both love and fast, reliable shipping. Save big on your best Mother's Day gift ever from Movement. Get up to 40% off at MVMT.com and use code OC. Exclusions may apply. That's MVMT.com. Code OC for up to 40% off. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the spring air is warm, which means sweat is upon us. Thankfully, Lumi deodorant is here to keep us smelling nice when we need it the most and where we need it the most. I'm talking pits, privates, and beyond. Let's face it, our underarms aren't the only place we have odor. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. A deodorant that stops odor before it happens and doesn't just cover it up. I love it. The coconut one, it's perfect. It's a perfect scent for hot summer days too. Oh, yes. I love that this is aluminum-free. I'm always thinking about that when I'm putting any kind of deodorant on my body, and I just feel so safe using this. Also, I smell great. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. 
As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code OC at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code OC. Do you remember the audition process and what, oh, yeah, what, yeah, what your yeah. life was like right before and, and how it changed so quickly? Totally. I mean, I've told the story before, but I moved to LA not knowing anyone. I was sleeping on a, fr- my, my uncle's a, a, a screenwriter and was an actor and his friend took me under his wing and let me sleep on his floor of his apartment in the Valley. And I bought the cheapest car I could find out of the penny saver. I bought a uh, 1986 Cadillac to bill for $500. Um, and I was going from audition to audition, not booking anything, auditioning for like, you know, commercials, not getting them Olsen twins movies to be the guy, not getting them um, <laughs> everything under the sun. And I was really angry <laughs> and, and sad. And uh, I brought that energy into the, uh, into the audition, uh, which seems appropriate for Ryan. Maybe there was a soulfulness somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember meeting Josh and Stephanie and reading for them and uh, reading for you guys. And then I remember getting called back. Josh, do you remember this? For um, for you guys, McGee and uh, Doug Lyman. And in that office off of Sunset. Yeah, it was like uh, the, the the addendum to the Wonderland offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it was this tiny little room. And I was like holy shit, holy shit, I'm going to meet the director of Swingers. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked in and of course, McGee's like, hey, I'm McGee. And I was like, meh. You know, I kind of totally blew him off in a way that was not right. But, you know, Doug was Doug and and we we read that first scene with Peter Gallagher, the, the, the scene where I'm like, I'm in juvie or jail or whatever, wherever the hell I am. And there's bars and stuff. And I have this like speech about how, you know, I don't yeah. care about anything. And, um, and the first read is so bad. Like I'm pushing really, really hard. It's really bad. It ends. There's a long silence. And Doug goes, okay. <laughs> so do it again, less soap opera E. <laughs> <laughs> Like basically the note is like, do it again, but don't suck. <laughs> do better. To which, is, you know, fair. Like that was a bad read. You called a, it's a, you called a spade a spade. Um, and in that moment, I was like, oh, okay. It actually was great. I was like, oh, right. Just like act. Like don't, like whatever. <laughs> like throw away all the stuff that you've mm-hmm. been over rehearsing and planning and da, 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 da. And just like try to do it. And I did it again and it was better. And, you know. Um, we were shooting like a week later. Or something. Yeah. Like By the wow. way, that's the most dialogue I think Ryan yes. has throughout the entire four seasons. Four seasons? Yeah. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. certainly for a while. Yeah. 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 I remember saying to you early on, Josh, yeah. I was like, you don't need to give me lines. I think I that was probably not. <laughs> no, not... we were all astonished by that. We were all like, wow, yeah. that's actually a lot of confidence for an actor to be like, I, I, eh, think... I think so. <laughs> that's how we interpreted <laughs> it anyway. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. That was probably what I was it trying to It may have just been a project. note on the dialogue, but we took it as, <laughs> as, like, no, the kind of, it, as confidence it, in an actor of like, <laughs> I know how to, I can, I can do more with less. I you love know? not that's, having That's very nice of you. I think it was probably me trying to project confidence when really I had no. 
<laughs> very little of it. Yeah. I do remember, yeah. though, when you were uh, the first time you read, the first time we saw you, and I feel like it was on a Saturday. I could be wrong about that, but you were outside of that wing, that office, and you mm. not, I don't know, maybe your seven year old should not hear this, but you were smoking. I was. <laughs> and it was like, hey, hey, man, how are you? And just like, nothing. And I yeah. was like, oh, Ooh. this is Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, I, that that was again, on the purpose? nerves worked in your favor, I guess. That was probably the best acting I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that, that moment. Because first of all, I don't really, or I didn't and don't smoke. Uh, but Is it I, like one of those candy cigarettes? Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, by the way, I have to, all right, I have to tell you kind of a funny story. So uh, 15 years later, this is like, you know, five five years ago or so, I was doing a play. And I, I was working with a with an actress who was probably at least a decade younger than me. And she, after like weeks of rehearsal, she's like, "Hey, I I gotta admit I'm a fan of the OC, and um, I have to just like run this story by you. Did this really happen?" And she pre- proceeds to tell me a story where allegedly in the audition I was smoking and like put out a cigarette like. Like, like, like it was this crazy story that like would never have happened. Um, and I was like, no, no, I didn't do that. I would never do that. But the fact that it had become this thing that she had heard about clearly like second, third, fourth hand or whatever was really like, I, I felt both awesome and really old at the same time. <laughs> I've become this like yeah. mythic figure. Yeah, and, like, smoked out during the audition. The in his audition, yeah. which the, is like because no, you've, you've that. told that story before, where you saw him smoking outside, yeah. going into the op before he yeah. went inside, and it turned into that. That well, I think that was already <laughs> scripted. But what I do remember also is we had a bag to get the cigarette because the idea of like a teenage character right. yeah. smoking a cigarette on broadcast television. Uh, at any time um, is insane. And we had to go in and, and make a case for it and what have you. Um, but then they tried to cut a trailer for the show and they wanted to use that scene, but they couldn't cause he was smoking. Mm. So they brought Ben in with like a fake wall. They like rebuilt yep. a piece of the set. So when they cut to him, I forget if they gave you like a French fry or <laughs> like something. And it's just like, it only works with a cigarette. Like it has to be two kids doing this illicit thing and sharing this cigarette or else it's like a different scene. It's interesting. It's such a, it's such, I mean, it really is not trying to blow up Tudor on horn here, but it really, it's an iconic scene. It's an amazing scene. It really is. It's it's a scene out of Romeo and Juliet or some sort of, it's just, it's really, and I watched it again and I'm, and I'm, and I'm with my daughter and I'm kind of like, you know, what is this going to be? And I have to say, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's so cool. Quoting that scene is my favorite. Quoting you in that scene. I, I remember, do you remember Josh rehearsing with Doug and, and oh, Misha bef- like before there was, we had some like impromptu rehearsals like um, while shooting. It was fun, man. I, I really had a good time. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So it was really None of us freeing. did. Yeah, none of us did, yeah. right? And it was no. really but it was, it's such a great line where she says, who are you and whoever you want me to be. And it's like, that's probably one of, it's a line that came like his brother said it or yeah. something that works in Chino. And it's like, it's a line and yeah. it's always worked. And she's like, okay. The line for me is I stole a car, crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's come with the honesty. Yeah. I, I recreated it on TikTok with a um, Q-tip. 
Oh, we didn't try that. (laughs) You didn't try Q-tip. Okay, okay. (laughs) Not quite as sexy. But you know, so did you? Did you have some? I'm just curious about your early impressions of like that first day with Peter. Because was that literally your first scene? Um, Uh, Shooting, or do you remember your first scene on set? It's where we started. Really? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, right. Just, just kind of ease into it with a big (laughs) monologue. it was cool. I remember being, Peter being cool. I knew him. So the guy, the, the, the friend of my uncle who I was, who was sort of crashing with had done uh, Guys and Dolls with Peter uh, on Broadway. And so I had like a degree of separation or something. And I mentioned it to Gallagher and he was, you know, kind of. Do I believe this? Kind game? of friendly about yeah. it, sort of whatever. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was great. But I think, you know, I think everyone on a pilot is like, everyone's trying to figure everything out, right? I mean, it's just, there's so much happening. Especially with Doug at the helm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not not holding your hand so much. Uh, uh, And I love him, but like, you know, he's like, going to just look at it and tell you whether it sucks or not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I remember that. I remember, man, I remember a lot. I remember a lot about the pilot, like the pilot, I don't want to say it could have happened yesterday, but I remember same, same thing. Yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of the, one of the more fond memories I have of it was, um, so I hadn't worked really before the pilot. I mean, you know, like I'd probably spent a total of seven days on a set in my entire life prior to, to getting. Yeah. And so when you're playing those under fives or small roles, like you stand in for yourself, there's no stand-ins. And so we would rehearse and then um, these other people would come in and start like moving lights and stuff. And this guy who came, would, came, would come up to me who looked a lot like me and would sort of stand there awkwardly <laughs> and would be like, can I, do you? And I was like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Thanks. And everyone thought I was method, but I really genuinely did not know. <laughs> That you got a stand-in. I didn't I didn't know. Um, it was great, actually, because it made you stay. And it gave you this, like, aura of, like, oh, he's very serious. He must really know what he's doing. Um, I, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, um, which was sort of thrilling, but also terrifying. And, yeah, and, I mean, the cast just clicked, like, immediately. I remember Adam and <laughs> you, Rachel, and Misha. I mean, it was just, it was fun. It's really fun. You did have fun. Because you and Adam are still very good friends and you guys clicked and and really the show centers on your relationship. And and it really is such a that chemistry for the cast. And we've called it lightning in a bottle and how everyone became so social. And like people like me are on the outside. I'm like, please, can I hang out with you? <laughs> but but no, you guys definitely had a camaraderie and it worked on camera because it was real off screen as well. Right. Yeah, it was. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think one of the things that the OC did that I don't, I am not aware of in this genre is male friendship. It hadn't Mm -hmm. talked about teenage male friendship in a way that was, I'm going to get all like teary eyed. Mm -hmm. It was, it was genuine. You know, these were two very different people, both the characters and the actors portraying them who genuinely liked each other, who were genuinely very different and had different perspectives on things and, but who genuinely cared, cared for each other. And, uh, um, yeah, that lightning in a bottle. I mean, I remember, uh, reading with Adam for that Fox test. Mm-hmm. Remember that Josh? Yes. They used to test people. Yep. And he was just like, just off the charts. Good. Like, just like, 
I mean, like you were always giving him shit because he couldn't remember the lines or whatever. Well, yeah. Uh, the first time he well, came in, he literally did not know one line. He just improvised <laughs> right. the entire scene. I'm like, get this asshole out of here. <laughs> yeah. Because he wanted to play Ryan. Yeah, he auditioned for Ryan. That's, that's, oh, I forgot about so that. So then he came in as Seth, like, kind of like against uh, his will. And then Patrick nice. was like, I believe in that kid. And like, let's just bring him back and see if he can be a little on board. Well, yeah, he told the story. Patrick said that that he came in, he was supposed to read Seth, but he actually chose to read Ryan without permission for the pre-read. Yeah. For the pre-read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the balls to do I'm that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm spitting it. I'm uh, imagining, imagining amazing. Amazing. Adam as, as Ryan Atwood is pretty funny. But you know what? The day that I met you, because I didn't come in until the party scene. Yep. And it was like, you guys were already in at least 10 days, if not more. And I, you were in your tuxedo for the party, and for some reason, I thought you were playing Seth, and and, and the way Brody's held himself, I thought he was Ryan. Oh. So when we got, I just it was like the I don't know, you were quiet, and it, it was just the way you guys were. I don't know, and then all of a sudden it yeah. was the opposite. So I was like, huh, didn't That's know funny. that. I, I I have run into many an actor over the years who's been like, I auditioned for that. Um, but it's funny yeah. you mentioned that with the male relationship because we're, you know, watched the finale and I have obviously not watched it since 2007. And there's the scene at the end where you guys hug mm-hmm. and he's like, at least I leave you funnier than I found you. <laughs> and you're like, you, you leave me better than you found me. You know, and he's like, me too. And that hug again. And I remember being so mad on the day because whatever reason you guys ended up in like the same colored shirt. I was going to ask that. <gasps> oh, why? And I was like, why are they in this? And I guess in person they weren't the same colored shirt. That. But like on camera they read as the same shirt. And then- Watching it, obviously, with some time has gone by, I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually kind of nice because it shows it's like an accident right. about how, how similar they've become and or how much all, they've, you know. It's only the second time they hug. They hug once in the pilot and then they hug in yeah. the in the Really? In the finale. At the end of, the, of, the, um, end of season one. I feel like we recreated. Oh, is that what it was? End of yeah. season one. Yeah, yeah. We want to know, there's been a lot of discussion about your choker band. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Your leather choker <laughs> did, did you have any feelings about that? And we even see it at the, in, the, in the flashback in the pilot. Yeah. Or in the finale. Oh, yeah. By the way, my, my daughter's taken to wearing a choker band. Like, oh, they're back. Full of facts. They're fully back. I was like, what is that? Um... <laughs> I don't really, I mean, you know, again, I didn't know what I was doing. So people would put things on me. I'd be like, okay, like, I guess my, I remember my hair, which is quite funny. And somewhere around circa season one or season two, like is suddenly like being flat ironed. Like the hair was like. <laughs> season one was hair like, had a journey. And then we locked into it. And then we locked in. I was like, okay, I guess my, this is what they do. I don't know. Like, what do, what do you, yeah, you know, do you remember Daniel or our hair? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you're right. One? Yes. Daniel from Cuba. Um, <laughs> I remember him and his wardrobe choices. Loved him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the choker thing. I have no idea, but I am glad it disappeared. Really and you had like lately. leather, like wristlets. Let's talk yeah. about your outfit, and the, your fashion show outfit in the pilot. <laughs> oh, my yours fashion. was amazing. It was poochy. Okay. It was but it was poochy. really the makeup. It was like seafoam green. Like it looked yeah, like I had, I looked like the Riddler. It was amazing. <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a tiny little Riddler. A little a tiny, little just doing a penguin walk. <laughs> Adam would always make fun of my walk down the runway. He, like he waddled down the runway. <laughs> What a charmer. <laughs> there, there, there's a, one, got of my, me. one of my favorites. In season four, we get a lot of Ryan Summer scenes. And there's this scene where. where rest my case. And there's a lot of bloopers, actually, from these from these, oh, those yeah. scenes. Because she says, and whatever you do, Ryan, don't choke. And she grabs <laughs> him by you. the neck. And she goes, big neck. And, he, and you say, 
tiny hands. <laughs> you, you guys could not get through the we scene. Oh my god, we had so much fun. That was so oh, fun. We had so much fun. I always well, love. By the end of it, I guess we, we left were... some summer Ryan chemistry we on sure the table. Did. Uh, come just on! Saying, for the for the reboot, we got listen. We need we just need to do Ryan. eight limited series. All we need right? is eight to, to get, get to hundred. Yeah. Ben, come on! We By can way, do we this. Have it in place. Ben's directing. The, exactly. Come direct on. it. Just, We're, he's I'll just got to. If he closes Brody, he's directing. You got to close exactly. Brody. Exactly. <laughs> I got to close the Brody. Close <laughs> Brody's the Brody. warming up. We were talking about using the AI that they're using for Harrison Ford. <laughs> exactly. Like although Stephanie talked last week. The OCGI. Uh, Stephanie, um, Stephanie talked about going back to the 80s um, oh, for some of the characters. Um, yeah, that would have been fun. That's her dream. Well, that's Ben's you, music dream. By the way, Journey, can we talk about oh. Ryan Atwood and Journey yes. before The Sopranos? Before, yes. And uh, that came from Ben. That came from Ben's love of Journey. Thank you. Thank really? you. And yep. thank you for, and, 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 and I, I was honored. I mean, that was so fun. That was amazing. Yeah. Do you remember when he was like on set with us? Well, that's like, a great story. Yeah, Steve Patrick Norris, Norris was, brought him. Patrick Norris was friends with Steve Perry. Yep. And there was a journey, was playing, I forget what it was, but Misha came off set and was like, basically was like, what is this old person music that we're listening to? <laughs> had, some, <laughs> had some kind of line about journey that was not favorable. And Patrick's like, this is Steve Perry. Oh, no. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Oh my so God! Forget Stephanie would remember the details better. Patrick than me. was just here, and he was telling us that story, and I was like, "What? What?" But he, Steve Perry was on set, and he's like, "Oh yeah, a couple times." I was like, "Oh, I missed dude, that." Dude, dude, we had some amazing drop eyes. We had some pretty like, <laughs> stellar. I mean, oh, like George Lucas, yeah, uh, yeah. Demi Moore and her kids. Oh, oh yeah, her kids right. came because right. they were friends with oh, Johnny Messner. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. George Lucas did his scene, and he and he called cut, and we're like, George. <laughs> George, George you're acting in the scene. You're not directing it. But you know, when you're George Lucas, <laughs> yes, you, call you cut. can't help it. You call cut. You know, there were so many things. There's so many iconic storylines. It's just so, I mean, between your fighting and your cage fighting and <laughs> cage beating a bullchuck. And like at one point, we, we counted how many people you beat up. And it's oh, really it, well, because the list that Seth makes during when that, he's worried and he's like, I'm just going to do lists to help me calm down. And that's one of them. No. During the earthquake, uh-huh. and um, That's funny. do you have any? Do any storylines stand out to you as being more favorable in your mind, or more fun, or less favorable? <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about the less favorable. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. We talk about things. That we're not <laughs> okay, as, all right. Well, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had I, um, I had a lot of fun with several of them. I, I really so I had known Logan Marshall Green, who played Trey uh, before. Okay. And but not not well, but I had known him before, and I and I was a fan of his acting. We'd done summer stock uh, together uh, the summer prior to getting the OC, I think, or maybe it was two summers prior. Anyway, yeah. um, and so I really liked working with him, and he's we've stayed friends. Um, you guys were so good together, so good. Yeah, he's got this. He's you know, if I come across as intense, he is actually intense. <laughs> um, and uh, and I also loved working with Anna Reeser, to yeah. be honest with you. I thought she was just delightful. Watching, guys, watching the episode last night, yeah. the chemistry between you guys, how yeah. much fun you're having on screen with her. Yeah. Really We've been across. saying that the whole fourth season, like you and the Taylor Ryan storyline. It's I love you guys together and you're having fun and yeah. you can see it, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think for the a lot of the audience members, it was it was and I say this with all with all love, I think they they had a hard time mm-hmm. recalibrating, right? It was like they they loved Marissa. Marissa's death was like controversial. Yep. We've talked and about so that. I think it, definitely 
yeah. revisited right. that and have some right. have some regrets. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. sure you. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. there's a whole <laughs> circle of life thing going on there. But uh, <laughs> but but you know, so I think in, in that ways, I think Autumn was kind of dealt. You know, and or you know, it was, it was a tough hand to play. But I thought she did a remarkable job with it. And personally, as an actor, I just appreciated it because you know I do think you know. You, and every show does this, like certain things work. And so you just do them, yep. you know, repeatedly. And, and it was nice for Ryan to have a sense of humor and to, to be able to go back and forth. And, and, you know, she was quite fun. Yeah. And when he says, I mean, I, I love the scene with, um, with Taylor and Ryan in there in the train and it, uh, because she's on a, she's on a terrorist no fly list. <laughs> right. And, and he says, you know what, you saved me. And, and my conclusion is that I, that they did not end up together but or that she came into his life for in a moment when it was important, but they had really good sex, clearly. But it was so it was important to see Ryan heal from this very tragic love story. You want to call it like a Romeo yeah. and Juliet thing, but that's not even a romance. Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy. And I think mm-hmm. Ryan and right. Marissa were a tragedy, unfortunately. But that's yeah. what what um, it was great to see him have some healing and move on. Yeah. And we yeah. left it open ended in the finale. That Did you? Yeah, yeah. they have a little look. They have a look, but it's definitely not like, yeah. Endgame. It's oh, okay. So yeah, necessarily. We well, don't. We'll we see don't it know. in the back eight. We'll see exactly. We'll see <laughs> it in the uh, eight episode. Uh, we'll see in the eight series. episode limited series. It's HBO Max, and whenever Adam agrees to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just gonna write and direct them all, Ben. <laughs> I'm, oh, not I'm, no, I'm not replaced. writing them. No, anything. We'll do anything. I did nothing. Josh. I did nothing. You're just here. We, I mean, the, the, the fan sort of just, they've just gone crazy. Like every, every week, where's Ben? We want Ben. They all want a little Ben McKenzie and we get it. Who doesn't? Come on. Who doesn't? There were over. My wife. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who, by the way, was on the show. Was on the show. That's so crazy. You know, this is like. Not where the, not where the spark. So you didn't, you didn't meet Marina. No. And so she will tell you. One of the first stories Morena will tell you when you meet her is about how I was an asshole to her. <gasps> Sorry for the language. No, we uh, cuss all the time. Supposedly, so she came on, was playing a character. I think there was one scene where we appeared yep, like in a group setting opposite each other. It's a party. Um, yeah, it was a party scene. And and uh, apparently she came up to me and was like nice and, and her words flirtatious. Oh. <laughs> and I was, and I was not, uh, did not reciprocate. And I was like, no way, no way. Um, yeah, I actually told the story at our wedding because <laughs> she came back. Um, you know, we, 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 we met again or for the first time, <laughs> uh, on Gotham and, um, and, and in a completely different circumstances. And yeah, anyway, I told the story at our wedding of like, I never believed her story because I was like, what kind of idiot right. would look at this beautiful woman, as she says, in her prime and, you know, <laughs> in her twenties and say, eh. And then I thought about what kind of an idiot I was at the time. <laughs> it all kind of made sense. Um, but the advice was, it, it, yeah, the advice was like, you know, you don't get a lot of second chances in life. So, oh, well, congratulations. We, you know, I got don't. to play her madam on Firefly the year before the OC. Oh, wow. right. <laughs> I'm always a madam or a dominatrix or something. I love it. <laughs> so many full circles. Yes. Firefly fans are like, oh my God. In- incredible. Insane. They're, the, for they're one season, they're the most dedicated when on the we planet. We would do Chuck 
Comic Cons and we bring out yeah. Adam Baldwin, it was just like yeah. it was so clear that people would much rather be at a Firefly <laughs> convention for right. Hall H. Yeah. Yeah. Firefly. Yeah. Well, listen, Forever. we have a couple voicemails. Well, well, we had over 200 voicemails yeah. for you, so you have to answer them all. No. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'll just, I don't need to do dinner. I'll, let's go. <laughs> let's go no deep. bathroom we breaks. Have selected, no bathroom breaks. We have selected a few. They selected the top, 100, top four. 197. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Anthony. I'm from Orange County. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm very sad that it's coming to an end. And my question for Ben and Josh, but also you, Rachel and Melinda as well, is if you had to describe your experience on the OC in one or two words, when you look back at it, what do you feel? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Mm. Thank you. Also, I'm a huge fan of Gotham and Gossip Girl, so really excited for this episode and excited for your book, Ben. Yeah. We'll give it to our ben, guest today. If you what, you're going to put me on the spot? You guys got to yeah. go first. <laughs> no, you, you do one word first and then I go last. Uh, go. Is it one word or a few words? Is it one word or two or just words? Just one or two. Think, Let's get two. I don't think Anthony from Orange County is going to hold <laughs> us to the letter of the law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling the pressure. I think it was magical. I think it was magical. I, I will say that. Yeah. Magical. I kept thinking it was literally like the best musical theater camp I ever got to go to every <laughs> it's day. definitely yeah, more than a word, that. but yeah. That, I, I can't <laughs> wait to get to work. sentence. Yeah. I'm going gratitude. Yeah. And I'm going, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, you're the writer. You're the youth. <laughs> youth. youth. <laughs> Wasted youth. No, I thought you were going to say therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've made this, a th- this podcast we found I would is say, therapeutic. I would say, and it's, and it's been a journey, uh, profound uh, pride. Oh, oh, good. I love that. That's nice. Yeah, life well lessons, man. Thank you. Yeah, Jeez, Louise, don't get me Rachel, started. You, a few you want to talk about? <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> All right, next okay. question. Next question. Thank you. Hello, Rachel and Melinda. Welcome to the OC. Bitches is literally the highlight to each week for me. I have been obsessed with the OC since it first aired in Australia. My name is Blake, and I'm from Sydney, Australia. My Instagram handle is actually SethCon92. 92 added from the year that I was born. Thank but you, yeah, literally OC is life. I rewatch it every year. I'm so obsessed with it. I literally have a Spotify playlist I listen to after I listen to the podcast. My question is for Ben. Where do you see Ryan now in the year 2023? Where do you think he would be and what would he be doing? And would he still be close to Summer and Seth and obviously um sandy and kirsten i'd love to hear what your thoughts are great question um gosh i don't know i mean josh you're the writer <laughs> well, we do um, a little flash what do you mean you just took it over from him yeah exactly i thought you were writing <laughs> it was on you <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah now i'm now i'm writing the show too. i i i yeah i mean i'd like to i like i liked the the idea that um the Ryan was into architecture. I thought yeah. that was sort of interesting. It's not a field that I that I personally know much about, but I think that it would it would be interesting given like his background and and the extraordinary gift that he was given to be a part of the Cohens and to be in this admittedly <laughs> sort of fucked up uh, culture, but but also very privileged and sort of you know uh, uh, yes, privileged a privileged upbringing where he had access to a lot of resources. It'd be interesting to see him. I don't know what does that become. Like I don't think he becomes. 
some soulless developer. Maybe he's like building communities for people, you know, where he came from. Maybe he's like, I don't know. I think he's close to all those people. Yeah. I think he's close to everybody uh, that he liked in Orange County. Uh, still punching out Volchak. Volchak and I'm just really just don't like going. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think he's, I think he's close, but I think he's one of those guys who always remembers where he, where he came from, you know, so trying to probably trying to bridge the gap there. Do you think Chino, speaking of where he's come from, do you think Chino has forgiven us? Oh, boy. I think Stop we have him. a PFK, Haven't been Chino. there as of yeah. late. I know. I know. <laughs> Is Chino kind of dirty? Apologies to Chino. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. You know Chino no was offense, like Chino. not happy about this. No, yeah. but I was like, it's Nazareth. But it also puts them on, you know, from. like everyone knows Chino now. Yeah, from you saying Chino it, is Nazareth. <laughs> I love it. It's like, you know, I'm Jesus. Yeah, What's happening? You know, in this metaphor, you're Jesus. Shout out to yeah, Australia, okay. by the way. Australia, very good to the OC. Oh my God. Very, very good, good to the OC. The OC. Yeah. Yeah. Australia has Australian. quite a good definitely we... hit Sydney at some point in my life. <laughs> we do... I've never been. Let's I think go. let's go. I know. We should go. First, Rich. we're going to Craig's and then straight to the airport <laughs> to Australia. Listen, I, I do think that this, the, the ending moment of the finale shows just how much Sandy rubbed off on. Sandy and his whole experience, he literally does the same thing for um, this right. kid. Um, and there was talk, Josh said that it sounded like, or you specifically made the kid to look like Ryan. Sure. And even give it the idea that it could have been Teresa's well, baby. That wasn't, that wasn't your idea. That wasn't our thing. But right. people who watch the finale okay. have definitely been like, oh, you like see the kid. Is that, that literally looks like his you. kid? Yeah. And you're like, right. If right. that's what people think, then okay, right. you can't, you know, yeah. you make uh, it, you put it in the world, and you let people let interpret the it. The, yeah. Wander. Absolutely. That's the joy of it. The joy. The joy. Hey, Melinda and Rachel. My name is Gabby. I'm from New Jersey. I absolutely love the podcast. I am a diehard OC fan. Every August 5th, I restart the whole series. The show completely changed my life. I actually worked in the media industry because of this show. I wanted to work in an industry that made me feel the way that the OC made me feel. So I want to thank you both for just literally changing my lives and just for creating this incredible show. So my question is for Ben. Um, I'm also a diehard Gotham fan, so I'm curious if Detective Gordon could throw somebody into Arkham, who would it be from the OC? Thank you, guys. Love you all. <laughs> um, going to miss miss you guys when the podcast ends, but it's been an incredible journey. Aww. Bye. Gabby. Huh. Sounds Aww. like she's a diehard Ben McKenzie fan. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I love that. I mean, OC to Gotham. What a what a journey. Uh, <laughs> God, who's the worst person in... Volchuk. Volchuk. Right? I mean, I, I hate to go with the obvious, well, but let's I feel go like with like, in Arkham. What if you go with like the core cast? Who would you throw? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I got to throw Adam in there. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's in Arkham. Just, just for the comedy. Just for the, like, let's see if he can survive. Let's see if this little smart-ass can, like, figure it out. Over there. Uh, I love yeah. it. Hey, Ben. It's Jamie from Chilliwack, British Columbia. I think I speak for all OC fans when I thank you for coming on the podcast. I was just wondering how fun it was to see Michael Cassidy again years after the OC um on a show called Men at Work. But also, if all of you were to get together again and replay Capture the Flag, <laughs> what two OC co-stars would you want on your team? Thanks for an amazing podcast. Have a good one, guys. No pressure. Nice. <laughs> uh, so it was amazing to work with Cassidy. I love him. Um, He's been on this podcast more than me, I think. <laughs> I think he just so. shows yeah. up. Yeah. Just, yeah, he's there. He's he out there parking lot. He's, he's very I like him, man. <laughs> he's got chill vibes. He's a good dude. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that was a that was a hoot. Um, had a lot of fun with him. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say about my minute work uh, guest star, but it was wonderful and I had a great time and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I love Cassidy. Uh, what was the second question? Capture the flag. Would you, Who's would on your team? Flag? Would you pick Rachel to be on your team and capture the flag? No, absolutely not. Better. No, I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick Rachel. She's too. I'm sorry. Your legs aren't long enough to run fast. <laughs> Tiny. Uh, not underestimate. I, I would. Yeah, you're you're a little cagey. I like that. <laughs> if I were to if I were to pick the cast, I would go with the second generation because they're younger. Oh, like uh, I'd go with your. Oh. Your Shailene Woodleys. I'd go with your, not that they were at that particular game, but I would go with the young, they got 20 years on us. Like that's You're where going the, with, what, yeah. what are your memories from, we've talked about the Peter Gallagher capture the flag that year. Did you, what are your yeah. memories from that? Because we've, um, Tate and Peter were very stoned. Holding hands. Holding yes. hands. <laughs> you were. And I think uh, you and I were on the same team and I was like being a, not, I was being really rough on everyone. Jamie, wait. Who? Oh, you ran into Catherine. Catherine was on the Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was a fun night. Out, oh, wait, huh? Catherine Gallagher, like Broadway star. I know. Yeah. Oh my god, Tony nominated. She was amazing. She was opposite, literally up on the other side of the street from the play that I was doing in wow. 2020, right oh before COVID. She told us she came on the podcast and told yeah. us. About she, it. Yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. She's she's so great. I love her. Yes. Um, yeah, I have fond memories of that. I, I, yeah, I was such a surreal you know, moment and, and time, right? I mean, sort of all of a sudden from sleeping on the uh, friend's floor to, you know, we're shooting a pilot and now we're doing a series and now I'm at Peter Gallagher's Connecticut house playing capture the flag right. with his kids. Like, <laughs> okay, this is great. This is awesome. Right. Yeah. It was awesome. It really was great to be a part of a family that, you know, we had so much fun. Were we doing yeah. capture the flag and you were definitely not on my team and you're going down. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right, I can find out. We may not get the the uh, the eight episode series up anytime soon, but capture the flag. We could definitely have the flag. That'll happen uh, faster, maybe. That's right. We'll, we'll film it. Just and Josh knows. has to be a part of it this time. Yeah, I missed it. But you're yeah, not. Josh. But you're not on my team. No either. one wants me on their team. <laughs> yeah, it's an Josh athletic competition. Yeah. I actually think <laughs> he's the when flag. you're saying the next generation, when your kids are old enough and oh. your kids are old enough, and CG's like one of the rank. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. The new they're old enough now. There we go. But wait, before we let you go you have a really important book coming out yes. and i read up on it on amazon and and the description is pretty intriguing about being in the pandemic and and being a father at home and how this came about do you want to tell us a tiny bit about it sure sure yeah so it's a book about uh how cryptocurrency is bad um and i have a degree in economics wait a minute, I'm a <laughs> wait a minute. to call my broker Sorry. hold on a second josh josh made a lot of money on it um uh yeah, I have a I have a degree in economics. I'm a secret econ dork, and over the pandemic, I went down a rabbit hole. I um, came out the other side thinking, "Wait a minute, is this kind of like the biggest Ponzi scheme in history?" Yes, and uh, I got high one day, and I said I should write a book about it. I thought I should write a book about it, and then I was sober the next day, and I was like, "I don't know how to write a book." So I reached out to a journalist uh, on Twitter, as you do. And he lived in Brooklyn. We went to drinks and I said, hey, I want to write this book. This is at the height of Bitcoin, like crypto is like going crazy. This is 2021. And I was like, I think this is all going to burn catastrophically and ruin a lot of people's lives. And I feel like, you know, it should be written about. And he agreed to it uh, foolishly. And so we, yeah, we started writing articles, wrote articles for the Washington Post, The Intercept, Slate, uh, New Republic, and sold this book. It's coming out in July. It's called Easy Money. You can pre-order it on... Amazon, whatever your 
your preferred Barnes and Noble, whatever, however you like to order books. Um, I interviewed Sam Bankman Freed, the guy that got arrested before he got arrested. I asked him some questions. So there's some dirt, there's some goss. Mm. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's a really fun and I'm, and I'm really proud of it. And, uh, um, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's been quite an adventure and I'm really excited about it. I feel like it was a controversial position that you were staking out in 2021. You're going hard against the grain. Yeah. And I think yeah, it was, it, it, it was, yeah, it was a bit, it was, I was very lonely at that, in that sense. Like there was not a lot of, um, but it's kind of a, it's kind of, it's actually in some ways it's a meditation on, um, so when cryptocurrencies call it, sorry, I'm going to get deep for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, when cryptocurrencies call themselves currencies, they're not actually currencies because currencies do things. You, for example, you can buy stuff with them. Um, and all we made up money. Money's a thing, a social construct, just like government or religion. Um, money relies on trust and it relies on people trusting each other in order to inter- uh, uh, transact with each other. So cryptocurrency trying to be this trustless form of money is, is actually impossible because money is trust. Um, so it's actually about how, like on the, at the end, it's actually about how we can come together possibly to address the actual issues that crypto is purportedly addressing, but not actually addressing issues that stem from the financial crisis and even predate that. And yeah, it's also a reflection on kind of being a middle-aged father and having a wild journey, uh, an escapade and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 really excited for people to read it, and I'll send you guys a copy. And uh, wait, I have I was just I have the link up to pre-order it right now. Awesome, please <laughs> well, do. I mean, your please timing do. was pretty impeccable. I yeah. mean, this whole thing kind of came, and and you testified before Congress. In my opinion, the cryptocurrency industry represents the largest Ponzi scheme in history. In fact, by the time the dust settles, crypto may well represent a fraud at least 10 times bigger than Madoff. The fact that it has roped in tens of millions of Americans from all walks of life, as well as hundreds of millions of people worldwide, should be of concern to us all. Thank you for your time. Yeah, and, testified in front of the Senate, yeah. Or Senate, sorry. And I was like, and he's with the guy from Shark Tank. This is a surreal moment. Which one? The Yeah, the Shark Tank guy um, took $15 million from, um, <gasps> from Sam and Mr. FTX. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful, as he oh, likes to call himself. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'll talk. I talk about it in the book. Okay. okay. We're going to uh, read about it. Yeah, I, 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 I settle a few scores. There's a few, there's a few <laughs> people that I'm like, you know, I'm not above pointing out people's track records. Um, okay. You know, the, money, the book's about money and lying. And I know about money from econ. I know about lying because you're an actor. For I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> we, do yep. we do it for a living. Um, so it's, it's fun. It's not too heavy. It's like, you know, it's, it's a nice R- summer can read. enjoy it. Yeah, I think, Rachel, I think you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. There's no math in it. It's very like. Thank you God. Know, I will say, just stuff. to bring it back to the show, the middle aged dad thing. That's the only uh, thing I had for this OC continuation. I was like, I only have one scene in the beginning, and it's Seth and Ryan, and they're getting vasectomies. And that's yes. how we open. Yes. Yeah. So if you, I was actually gonna. T- yeah, sorry. I was gonna tell that story. It's not. It didn't make it to the book, but. Um, <laughs> I was so 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 the New York Times wrote a wrote a piece on me in like spring of last year uh, about this crazy idea that crypto could possibly be a Ponzi. Who who would have ever thought? Um, and the day the article came out, Marina was working and my kids were like, I needed to get them ready for school. And so I, my agent was like, texted me at 8 a.m. Like, here's the article. I didn't have a chance to read it. 
I got the kids off to school. I went into the city and I'm sitting, I swear to God, in the doctor's office for my vasectomy consultation. <laughs> I swear to God. I, and I'm reading like, you know, this. Oh this my God. Great, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't done it yet. All full disclosure, but uh, <laughs> I've, been consult- I've been consulted. Keep us posted. I think I think you're onto something, Schwartz. Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot. I mean, we can write it, idea. and you can get it. Could all happen at the same time. Yeah, I we could actually do it. Yeah. yeah. See, that'll that'll really method. Bring up like, literally, method. the only way to do anything in addition to what that show was is yeah. some kind of meta comedy, pure comedy, yeah. wacky. There you go. Don't you think? Yeah. It's got heart, though. No, I think the thing. I mean, yes, but also. <laughs> Like the OC really did have, I mean, I think it, it was funny and it had, it had genuine, you know, human emotion and everyone was an outsider. Everyone was an, was a misfit. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was nice in that way. It was hope, nice in that way. I'm so glad Ben did this. Ben, me too. Thank, thank you guys you. for having me. Oh, Ben, thank you for your I love you. I'm so happy to see you. And I love you too, Rich. Can't love wait you to see you in person. So much. And we can't yeah. wait to meet the kids. Yep. And We're getting all the kids together at Josh's. Awesome. Awesome. We're coming out to California. It's going to happen. Ben, thank you so much. I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm so glad we gently asked you and didn't like bug you too much. <laughs> I was you scared. Were wonderful. I had Mindy do all the heavy lifting. I'm like, I can't ask him again. I'm like, I just want to. <laughs> I totally get it. I'm glad it happened. I really am. It feels right. It feels like the right time and, and the right yeah. kind of, yeah. Energy's good, guys. So Aww. congratulations on the podcast. Thank Thanks. You. What a great run. And uh, yeah, well, it's, it's on uh, Josh. I think Josh is writing the limited series. I don't I think it's me. So Josh, <laughs> Ben's directing. But you can direct. Yep, you'll direct. direct. All right, I'll yeah. direct it. It's right, happening. Right. I don't care what's going right, It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> congrats on the book. Yeah, yes, congrats. Thanks, Can't wait. wait. Thank Aww, you, guys. Ben. If you want to say hi to Marina. Right. Yeah. Okay. I will. Take I will. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. And please tune in next week for part two of The End's Not Near, It's Here. Bye, bitches! Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane. Produced by Katie Kurtwright. Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park. Hello, OC fans. It's me. Melinda Clark, or Mindy, as everyone's calling me. And I am here with my beautiful and lovely daughter, CG, or Catherine Grace or Catherine the Great. Okay, mom, that's enough. We've been listening to you, the fans, and we've decided to launch our very own new podcast called Bye Bitches. My mom and I will be rewatching iconic movies and TV shows that have had an impact on us and our culture. Yes, we will be watching everything from Love Potion Number no. 9 with Tate Donovan to The Golden Girls or Vampire Diaries, maybe? And, oh, Porky's? Wait. What? You you lost me at Vampire Diaries. Is Ian coming? <laughs> no comment. But we will be joined by the very actors and artists that made these iconic films and TV series. And let me tell you, we actually have some amazing guests lined up. She is not kidding. And we also want to hear from you, the fans, on what we should be watching. Like, what was your favorite throwback TV series? It's Nikita, right? Sure, Mom. Okay. Or... Whatever your favorite film you are dying for us to recap or watch for the very first time. Can I just say Vampire Diaries again? No. Yes. Well, okay. (laughs) Get ready for a wild nostalgia ride as my mom, a.k.a. Gen X Mindy, 
introduces me to the hits of the yesteryears. And my lovable CG shows me what's up in pop culture right now. So hit that subscribe button and get ready for our launch on June 1st. We'll be seeing you soon. Bye, Bye. bitches. Bitch. You say it way better than me.